0: Those other podcasts try to sell you items you definitely do not need. And that's why you need to try Blue Chew Gum, because if you're not stiff, you're not living the life. We're all
1: here to provide you with the best in podcasting entertainment. I'm already stiff from the chairs we sit in here at TMB Studios. Hey, can we get a new chair? No! TMB Studios.
0: It's what you want.
1: Warning. The views and opinions expressed by the guest on the shootout are not the views and opinions of TMB Studios, its management, or the host Bill Blanchard. They are strictly the views and opinions of the guest and the guest alone. If you are offended by any of these views and opinions, please stop listening now.
0: What was the craziest thing you ever did in the ring? That people said, oh my God, that boy is stupid.
1: Put over Brandon Parker. What? <laughs> no. No. Uh, I mean, because we did some pretty weird shit over there. I mean, me and
0: me and Devin Wright at one point had a buff bitch match. Whatever, dude. A buff bitch, a bitch,
2: bitch match? match? Damn.
1: And he looked like the big guy off of Captain America. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> that's that's shocked that's, that's the fuck out of me how sure one guy who's just asking straight up questions to people and straight up answers is getting more hits than some that brings a lot of people back to their childhood. And, I mean, this is kind of funny. I appreciate that.
0: You ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Dickens. Do we really have to go there? You no, know, I heard Vince's comment about that. He said, hey, even God himself has a, has a sense of humor. You know. I mean, wow. Had to create a Christmas Dwayne Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> how many ring rats? How many ring rats did you have backstage? There were rumors about... How many ring rats wanted to get some... Dirt? Wait, 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 what? Yeah, how many ring rats you actually had... Some ring dirt? rats? Oh, God. Oh, God, Chris, educate what, don't, what ring rats are. Oh, uh-huh. The one even wolf call returned down. Dale Cheryl.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. If I hit another zinger right out the park. Wow. Uh, wow. wow.
1: Don't forget no, we no. have to put six over in the main event because he was the top guy. And um, yeah. Well, Hogan must pose. You
0: know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, Hogan must pose. I'll stand it, first.
2: I feel like going to the Keto Sherrill and Patriot Park. I was like, who on the grave? That one, bro. The Shootout with Bill
0: Fletcher. But Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Shootout. I'm your host, Survivor King, Bill Fletcher. I'm here with my co-host this evening. Sorry about that. <coughs> action. CJ would not be here this evening, but in his place, I have someone who probably got more over in the business than he did, and please don't stiff me later when you hear it. I've got a I've got Christopher Dickens, man. Chris, what's going on, man?
1: Well, exactly.
0: you lost more battle rolls than anybody in wrestling.
1: Yeah, I was the second to last thrown out most of the time because everybody wanted to get their hands on me. <laughs> what's going on, Bill Blanchard, man? It's good to be back on the shootout. It's been a minute though, but you know it's been a minute.
0: It's been a minute. We've had some ups and downs this year. We've had some family tragedies. We've had man. It seems like anything can go wrong. Will go wrong, man. It's the curse of the wrestling business, if you ask me. Jesus, man. I'm <laughs> just, just
1: life in general, but yeah, we're man. not here to talk about the downs.
0: <laughs> I know, man. But you know, I tell you something, dude. I finally got individual on the show this week, and if you think about it, Christopher, it broke CM Punk's record. One CM punk, the WWE champion for, like, what, 420-something days?
1: Something to that it,
0: pick, yeah. It was probably taking me 500 days since the last time this man built this show. It seemed like it was taking an act of Congress. I mean, I had to go down to the church, get down on my knees and prayed, you know, trying to get this one individual back on the show. It seemed like a year ago seemed like the wrestling world was getting flipped upside down. I mean, people were calling you of this and saying this. So many different types of conspiracy theories going on. And so much shit has been said about this individual on this show by various people, you know, who felt like they betrayed UCW. They, they, they broke the quote-unquote unspoken rule of wrestling, if you can believe that. I didn't think there was such an unspoken rule anymore. If you, if you go back, man, if you go back to the territory days of so many of so many things, that kind of that kind of went down with with with, with mid south and the NWA, the Georgia Championship Wrestling, where they sold their spot to the big Vince McMahon, the WWF at the time. I mean, I mean, he, so much shit is going on, you know. And then, you know, you fast forward the years later to our generation right now, where the biggest thing going on in the CSRA has been independent professional wrestling. I mean, I mean, from Bioware Pro, OK, the IWE, the UCW, you know, and Livewire Pro Wrestling, along with Machido. I mean, totally two different companies, but if you pay the right price, you can see both promotions on the same time. But, man, I tell you what, man. It's just so much to freaking talk about, man, and, and the best way to do this thing. Let's bring this man on the show. Finally. I finally got the man who has been referred to as Cowboy Bill Watts of Augusta, Georgia. The man who's been labeled the asshole in wrestling. I mean, damn it, Christopher, let me ask you this quick question for I bring this man on. Can you think of one successful person in this planet that's not an asshole?
1: Um. Well, you're speaking to one, so
0: <laughs> All right, asshole, Chris. You are an asshole, Chris. I, you know, but I'm just my my, my point of trying to make is when you're trying to make success, sometimes you got kick into the ball. Sometimes you just got to freaking do what you got to freaking do. You know what I'm saying? All leaders were tough men. Yeah. Well, that being said, I'm bringing one of the toughest guys, one of the toughest promoters, the man who's got the odds stacked against him, but he comes here month after month, every other month, trying to bring the best wrestling he can book. Ladies and gentlemen, finally, welcome to the Wrestling Shootout, my man himself, Ryan Reigns, Billy Johnson. Ryan, what's going on, man? How are you?
2: Man, I'm, that's like two for two on big intros there. I don't know if I can <laughs> live up to that again. Oh, man, I got no doubt in my mind you'd be able to live up to it, dude. <laughs> but let's, let's, man, let, let, let's get right to it,
0: man. How have you been since the last time we talked?
2: Yeah. Yeah, lot's definitely happened. A lot is an understatement. From, you <laughs> went from pissing on Flatline's grave. Now,
0: I believe you might have pissed on UCW's grave. Hell, I don't uh, know.
1: More like defecated, I would say. <laughs> want to ruin uh, the, I, I, the pissing I, I, on I the Flatline thing. That was too good to be ruined.
2: Matter of fact,
0: that's one of the closing parts of my intro, man. I, I told Chris, you got to put that in there, man. That was just <laughs> like. I didn't, I didn't expect, man. I thought that was just priceless, you know. But, you know, I you know, lots of happened. Man, you guys are no longer at the Patriots Park. I left the Patriots Park. I went down to Thompson for a little while at the Boys and Girls Club, I do believe. And now you went to the American Legion, our arena, which was discovered by United Championship Wrestling. A man's been on this show. Um, we all know him as Christian Fury. You know, we all know his name was Jay Garganis, you know who made the deal, and he was the one that was on the show and says, "Livewire Michelle was broken young unspoken rule. They didn't even give us a courtesy call. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Of course, I kind of, you know, I told him to dude, what's the difference between the American Legion and the James Brown Arena, okay? That's like saying, that's like saying that the WWE couldn't work the same place that WCW might have worked, or TNA, or any other promotions. I mean, it's an arena. They have just much legal rights to work there just like you do. That ain't the point, Bill. Okay. Christopher, what's your two thoughts on that, man?
1: Man, we're away from those days where, you know, people would come in and say we were taking territories and stuff like that. Those days have gone by. We can thank Vince McMahon for in and that. Here's the thing. We're in a business. It's a wrestling business, okay? There is no, oh, this is my wrestling territory. This is my wrestling this or that. We're in a business, Okay, whichever way you can get your show out there, it doesn't matter what venue you run in, it doesn't matter what town you run in, wrestling's wrestling, okay? And as long as you're providing a product that is different from the other and is entertaining to the fans and people are buying tickets and enjoying themselves, that's what matters. I mean, am I, I mean, wrong? Somebody tell me no, if I'm wrong. No.
2: no.
0: think you are, man. I mean, um... Well, you know, Bentley, let 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 let's start off like this, man. You guys were doing business at the, bo- the Girls and Boys Club, yeah. What was that experience like?
2: Um, it was good for the most part. Um, it was a new place, but we did face a lot of resistance from uh, from the uh, viral guys. They did not like us being there at all. Um, which I get. That's their. The city the firemen built. so yeah, it, it was okay. Um, the venue was nice. The locker room was okay. Um, we didn't have the best of production. Um, we got screwed around on that a couple of times. But overall, I think it was a great uh, stepping stone, really, before we got to the Legion.
0: Now, walking me through this here. I know you said something about um, the production. You know, I, um, I did a little bit of business with Def Lot Productions. You know, out at one point, they tried to do some podcasting with Def Lot Productions, and early uh, this year, that totally blew up. And, you know, I kind of had to stop what I was doing for a while, and then, you know, Christopher decided to bring it back and put it back with TNB Studio, right back where it belongs. Now, what really happened? Now, was, was Deathlock involved with the Boys and Girls Club? Was that production company you're referring to? Or did this happen at the Leaping? I'm kind of I'm a
2: little lost when it comes to that. Um, there were a couple shows that they were involved with at the uh, Boys and Girls Club. But there was also the first few shows we did. Um, uh, Bushido had partnered with a promotion, uh, I want to say Columbus, Georgia. And, and they backed out after the second show. So hmm. that they, they took the entranceway, lights, curtains, music, took all of that. And I want to say our March and April show, we didn't have music or a curtain or anything of that. Just bare bones wrestling. That's all it was. And then um, we got Deathlock to come out in July. That was their first show. And that actually turned into a mess because in the middle of the live wire show, he just stops what he's doing and starts doing Bushido stuff. And it's like, okay. I guess screw what I'm doing then. And then he, I want to say he came Was back this in. Se- this year? Was, this or this year? Was this July uh, of no, this? Was this July? No, this is July of last year. Yeah. Okay. We're still in Thompson. Um, okay. Came, came back in September. Um, oh. Everything ran smooth as far as I remember. Uh, November was the month um, UCW ran the same day as us. And he took the bribe of no showing on us. And we didn't have curtain, music, anything for that show. No video. And he was responsible for all of that. And he no call, no showed us so from there we, we get connected with Bob Keller, who's highly professional. If you've ever met him, um, has mm-hmm. everything with him. Does the, the DJing stuff is perfect. Um, he couldn't make our March event. So we used the IWE ring, which came with the Deflot productions. Um, we were scheduled to start at five, um, this is a show you actually worked, I think. Um, so is you were there. March? Um this March this year? What was that? Was this March?
0: Yes. This year?
2: Yes. This was Ooh. at the Legion. Um, I still have not seen footage of this show, but I've seen it on Viscosity Highlight videos, so that's cool, I guess. Um, hey, boss, I don't
0: think that was March. I want to say this happened in uh... – What on here. Let me think for a second. Christopher, when did I cuss out? You know what? That might have been in March. Yeah,
2: it was March yeah. thirtieth. It was March.
0: It was March.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I think you're right because it was April, or May. You know what? I think it was March. Okay, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think. I thought I thought it might happen in May, but no, I, he's right. Yeah, I think it was March. Okay, I was sure. Okay. Right.
2: And um, he finally got there at what about four fifty, five o'clock. Uh-huh. Um, didn't i start music until 5 30 for the first match even though i said just play the music let's get the show rolling they'll do a promo you know you can work while they're doing a the promo we just got to get this going we only have an hour time slot at the time right and it's 5 30 and there's nothing going on i'm getting messages Pete, fans are like getting mad they're like hey there's We were advertising an hour of wrestling, and it's 530. You guys ain't delivering. And I have not heard from him since.
0: One thing I know, I'm going to go ahead and clarify this right now. You know, I get there around 3 o'clock, you know. I don't know what the miscommunication came between T-Money or or Jay or Allen. I didn't get told to. I'm actually driving to the Legion you know, say, hey, all the stuffs that freaking Jay so I said, well, I'm just pulling up in the Legion. You know, and I get there that Alan approaches me and money approaches me. Hey, you know, we can try to make this work, but we really, really need this equipment. You know, and I got my kids with me. And I says, I'm looking at that look clock. I says, I don't, we're not going to make it back in time. You know, everybody kept not persistent persist So, OK, look, we could try. You know, right. I think when we got there, might have been right at five. You know, but it's like, no, I I don't know, maybe 435 o'clock by Monday. I know we were, I was hustling, trying to get that freaking stage stuff up, you know. I don't know. Alan tells me, I mean, Alan Alan tells me a story that, he tells me a story. You cussed him out. That pissed him off. And then I did ask Alan on several occasions. I said, hey, man, you're going to send Billy to uh, the show? What's, you know, what's the deal? And he says, yeah, yeah, he can keep, he can keep waiting on that. And I says, well, what's, what, what, what happened, man? That man cussed me out. That pissed me off. I said, fuck it. I ain't doing shit for nobody else. Now, Christopher, tell me if I'm wrong, man. We've had a hard time uh, trying to get a hold of man a lot over the year. And I, I don't know. He, he, he had not done a whole lot of talking. He, he's been pissed off. He's been mad. I don't know.
1: Yeah, he hasn't responded to anybody in a, in a good minute so you know,
0: I, I still haven't seen the footage of match i have a walker i at least wanted to see how it looked at least look like you know and then yeah right. i was the first time i saw it when i got uh i think it was justin that sent me that video of viscosity you know and yeah. i'm seeing highlights of it and i says, okay hey yeah i i saw what you said and then yeah man dude you had a right to be upset you know and again i did kind of message alan and you know, when he did finally get back to me, and he was just like, said the same thing. Yeah, and Billy can keep waiting for that footage, too. That man cussed me out, and I ain't dealing with it. I said, okay, man. You know, my my take is this, though. You give a man your word to try to be a professional, you know, at least deliver what you promise. Try to, at least. Right. I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, because even, uh, and, and I'll go this far, because... And it's, it's not a secret that me and Billy have had our ups and downs. I mean, I'm still blocked on Facebook. Billy still has me blocked. I don't know why. Uh, but, and, and Billy can vouch for this. If I say I'm going to do something and I have a falling out with you, I will still deliver on what I promised. But then I will tell you to take it and shove it. I mean, that's just me. I'm going to keep my word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I do it and I hand it to you. Like, look, I'm done with you. I'm not doing this no more. And And that's a professional thing. If you have an issue, somebody has an issue with you, take it to them personally. Bring it up to them personally. Don't shit on them by not delivering on what you said you were going to do. That's just bad business all around, and that, that's just my personal opinion.
0: Well, what happened exactly? I know when the shows got scheduled at the same time, like in November of 2018, I know y'all feel like that because I did ask, you know, a guy like, okay, what are y'all going to do, you know? Um, according to according to you know Jay, he said Don did talk to Cameron Cade, you know, let him know, hey, we, you know, we're not trying to because I think at the time when he scheduled the events, he was still working in Grovetown, you know. Then then he ended up leaving Grovetown, going to the Legion. That was the only day the Legion had availability, you know. I, I, I don't know, but it just seemed like whatever miscommunications was, that's when shots were being fired, especially between UCW and Livewire. You know, what do you what do you remember about that, man? What did you realize, like, hey man, these guys double crossed me, fuck them. I think during the crippling for wrong here, what are like a fundraiser? Guy. I'm I'm still in the dark about the fundraiser thing. I didn't find out about after it was already over with, and I'm starting to get a little bit of details from Jay about what really, really happened and the whole big mix up or thing. Is that when it started the war between UCW and Livewire, At least at least at least on top of the services segment when it was.
2: Yeah, there was supposed to be a charity show with all three promotions. Um, I'd already booked people, um, talked pay with guys, and we were ready to go. And then just out of the blue one day, they're like, you know what? This seems sketchy. We're going to back out. Sorry. And um, they just up and canceled, canceled everything on us. Didn't. The only thing they could say was it seemed sketchy, but they uh, I don't remember if they could ever actually say why it was sketchy. Don't remember that far back, but I, I remember telling my guys I was like, hey, thanks to UCW the show's canceled. Sorry, hopefully you can find a new booking in time. Uh, so I guess somebody screenshotted that and sent that to them, and they went off on me about how I'm talking shit when. Truthfully, no, they canceled the show. They canceled their booking. I didn't cancel it. They canceled it. So, hey, you know, and then we went into November. We were doing the Toys for Tots and the food drive, and Mm -hmm. they were actually bribing workers to not show up at Livewire.
0: I've, I've confronted people about that when I heard that rumor that, you know, supposedly because I'm sitting there thinking, hey, where's my check at, you know? I've actually heard that, you know, granted, I don't know, Don laughed my, well, I think it was Don. I want to say Don. I could be mistaken to that. He just kind of laughed and walked away, you know, and I, Jay, and Jay says, well, in okay, case so where's my money? I didn't bribe nobody. I, 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 Christopher, you were talking to those guys then, too. I mean, you elaborate about the so-called bribing part. I mean,
1: I heard I a I lot know. of I heard a lot of things going around that money was offered. I, I can't specify whether or not it actually uh there was any type of payment or anything to that effect. The um, only so thing I, I know is that
0: I've offered to pay talent for UCW uh when I was trying to get sponsors from the shootout and trying to get uh, other talent there. Don <laughs> File said to me on multiple occasions and says if he cannot pay um Everybody he ain't paying nobody. He was like refused to pay talent. This is an argument I've had with this man back and forth back and forth where you know I've asked for other people going gonna to be coming. He's like nope nope not paying up. They can't do it for free. Let me go find bookings elsewhere. So I, that's why I kind of have a hard time you know thinking well why would he pay people not to show up when well, he don't need to pay people to show up for his own show. It
2: and wasn't it, it wasn't Don that was paying people and bribing at the time it was Tim. Who was doing the bribing for UCW? Oh,
0: that just opens a whole new door. Wow, wow. Yeah, okay.
2: I mean, since then we've I talked it out. It We're cool. on good terms oh. now, but at the time it, it was very rough because he he didn't like the fact that I called out David Lamb and uh-huh. was like, "Man, they have child molesters there." He didn't want. I guess he didn't want to believe it. And um, he was very angry about that.
0: I was, uh, yeah, I was just getting ready to bring that up because this was also during a time where a yeah. lot of talking was being done online. A lot of people, you know, there were a lot of things being said, you know, yeah, UCW, they're trying to pay you not not to come, you know, and, okay, now <clears throat> I exposed me with cigarettes. I'm going to tell you something. When I was there at the November show, you know, I seen a the guy there in the background. I'm like, oh, okay, I, heard, I knew about a thing. You know, and, and me and some guys back when we were running AWF had problems with it. You know, right. and I kind of I kind of told people in AWF, "Is this gentleman is here, my wife and kids will not be here. And I kind of told this individual, I'm a father first, motherfucker. Right. Know, well, I'm a father too, Bill. Y'all know who I'm talking about. And it just, you know, so when I see him there, you know, at the crowd and everything, I'm sitting there watching. I said, I'm sitting there shaking my head. I'm telling you, Stebbing Management, guys, you are this is bad publicity here. You have any idea if they if anybody recognizes this guy says that go freaking put it on here? Because there's kids in the crowd. This guy's walking around. I know he's got a mask on, but this guy's walking around with his hands out, and kids are high-fiving this dude. There's know? kids in the show. Yeah, kids in the show. This guy's texting this, and he's getting a freaking ring. And, and y'all are okay with this? You know, all we're supposed to forgive and live and let go. And I said, Look, man, I've been in law enforcement for 18 years, okay. The law is the law. He can't be around kids. If he's a registered yeah. sex. Worker. It's exactly. not like he was. Not like he was eighteen and slept with a seventeen year old, one year apart. Crap. And the little little fun line here is: he man's being accused of messing with kids. It's, you know. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, I, I don't know. And and then yeah, I know a lot of things are being said on like the promotion toward UCW. And then yeah, the man was told he can't come back. And I know Mr. Lamb contacted me. He wanted to know, can you get on the shootout? He wanted to know, can he want, did he want to explain his uh, side of the story? I said, look, man, you got to go to Chris Diggins. He hands on my bookings, you know. And then me and Chris had to talk about it. like, no, nah, it's probably best for business. We don't want to associate with it no right. more. With I mean, Christopher, am I right or not?
1: Yep, absolutely correct. I mean, here's the thing. Regardless of uh, your side of the story or not, law is the law. And exactly. here's the thing. Uh, I've seen several promotions – that have went down for having uh, sex offenders, registered sex offenders on their card or or vice versa. And it's not cool. You gotta do your research, you've gotta do your homework, and especially if you're in the know and you still do it, you're putting everybody at risk. That's just wrong. Right. So
2: Well I guess that's my the, question. That's the yeah, thing that got me.
1: I outed him in two thousand twelve.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's not like this got sprung up on people. They knew, everybody knew. That that was the main thing. Like y'all knew. So you put a mask on them so nobody would see them, and try to play it off,
0: just to fill a spot, just to put a body in. there. I, I, I just yep. it, 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 it caused a lot of headaches for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people were, a lot of us were going around and around circle back then. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've had some people come on the show, and, you know, some people were like us, you know, didn't agree, and then some people tried to defend it, and some people were like, hey, live and let live. And I said, man, bottom line, how well do y'all know this person? Y'all know what his kid But Just because, man, he says he didn't do it, man, how would well do you really know? I mean, I'm the father of three kids, I, you know, and they come to the show and watch wrestling and everything. I'm not going to wish something happen. You just right. don't know. I mean – I met hey hey Billy, I got a problem. I met a lot of nice guys in prison, you know they're all in there for doing something. I mean, just because you, you seem nice on the outside, of service, but you know what a person's really thinking inside their mind. You know, and I think sometimes
2: people forget about that. You know, of course he's gonna be oh. nice. you he's talking yeah. to an adult. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: Well, then what happens after this? You know, like like I said, you know, you're you pretty much saying there was someone from UCW. You know. And he's, pr- he's practically telling people um, not to come to your show. You know, Is this the motivation to try to come to the Legion? How did you guys first find out about the Legion and want to come to the Legion?
2: Well, I actually met with the guy around 2010, 2009, long time mm-hmm. ago. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same guy. I don't even remember who I talked to back then. Um I just remember I did talk to somebody um s- sadly, I went with somebody questionable, so we'll just leave that part out but um so- so I had that in mind it looked like a nice venue, and I saw them running there um uh, I was talking to a new sponsor, and apparently they knew John really well, and mm-hmm. he i guess he'd been to u c w before didn't like it didn't care for it and was pushing really hard for me to go there and i was like i resisted at first because he Mm -hmm. started around i don't know sometime that summer early fall trying to get me to go to the legion i was like i'm just gonna let them do their thing we're just sitting thompson just whatever and uh and then after they did that I decided okay you know what I guess I'll make the call see what's going on here uh arranged a few meetings and we had our first show wow were you worried at all about any of the
0: backlash from other you know other uh wrestlers or maybe some of the loyal fans of UCW because you know I've asked this question a lot to some of the guys some guys were like either hush hush about it you know some guys were pissed you know and then some guys is kind of like hey another chance to get booked you know i i I don't know but you know what was what was, was anything like that being told to you or
2: no um wasn't didn't hear too much about anything because like i said like hunter young worked the show um mm-hmm. i don't think any other ucw guys worked the first show but um I didn't have too much to worry about because I know one of UCW's very first shows they did was at mm. Video Game Heaven. Right. Right while I was there. So I don't see how they can get mad at me for running into Legion letting them still do shows there. Because we didn't form some contract like, hey, we want to do this Legion. You're going to kick the other guys out. This is just going to be us here. No, we let them stay there. Sadly, that opened the door for people like Mike Ellison to get in, too. But we didn't do that. But when they did the video game store while I was still running, they blocked me from running there still. So I'm not sure how they can be that upset about it.
0: I guess what I understand is I, I've had that story before. And I'm going to get to the Mike Ellison part in just a minute. I've heard that before, how they blocked you. Because I've asked, um, Chris, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong here. We had um, when Jay was on the show months ago, that question was brought up to him. Jay act like he had no idea what it was, and Jay couldn't quite remember. But what was it specifically? What did UCW step do to get you blocked from working there?
2: Um, the owner had actually partnered up uh, with Bayou Billy, and. Um. Uh, and they're like, hey, why don't we do wrestling shows here? And it went from there. Because I think they had already done a UCW show before they partnered up. Mm-hmm. And then they partnered up and they're like, nope, Livewire's out of here. We're running shows here now. Oh, wow.
0: I don't think, I don't think they have much success at the uh, video game heaven here. I went there one time and didn't. Nobody didn't show up. I mean, but I, I've always never understood the location of that trying to sell tickets when you just walk across the grass, stand in the Wendy's parking lot and watch for free, you know? Right. I, I, know. <laughs> I, I never understood the logic of that. But um, now, I know when January had a show, I remember being, I think I came at the tail end. I think you might have already been gone at this point. I came at the tail end because I think I had to pick somebody up. I think it was Alan, you know. I came at the tail end, and I saw that the last match that Machido had, you know, at the Legion, you know. And I, I got to bit. I was kind of blown away with what they had compared to UCW had as far as the crew goes and everything. You know, then I heard that Timothy was there. Ellison was there. Some other uh, names were there, all sitting in the front row watching this first, you know, big show happen. I kind of get the buzz going, what's going on, because I've heard – uh, granted, I didn't witness. Let me make this very clear. I did not witness the conversation uh, T-Money or Tim had with UCW management. I wasn't present. This is I'm hearing. My sources are from hearsay. The one got word there, you know. But basically, you know, Tim wanted to help UCW. Well, I'm being told Tim wanted to help UCW, but he wanted to get rid of some of the guys on the UCW roster, and he wanted to get better names up here, you know. And you to man, says, no, we're not getting rid of the guys who helped make this company what it is. And no, you know, we're not taking, bri- we're not taking, um, not brought, I'm not taking sponsorships from you because we don't want nobody else to, you know, be able to tell us what to do. I mean, this, this is why I'm hearing from the secondhand people, you know, that was actually their witnesses, you know, and, and they're telling me this stuff, you know. And then T Money was like, okay. Then all of a sudden you start hearing rumors about IWE coming. All right. You know? What were your real thoughts about this? You know, Livewire machine is coming at the Legion. Then IWE is starting to make, it, have, make it a comeback. And I know that got a buzz. I know that infuriated some people. But at the same time, half of UCW's roster just went gone. You know, either they're going to try to go to IWE or even went with you. I know Jeremy Cruz left his tag team partner, you know, Justin Chambers at the time, went to work for Livewire. He kind of part of UCW wishes all the best. He had left. And then Adrian Davis, who was the current Octane champion for UCW, he had also had left and, you know, came full-time with Livewire. Now, it's just a rumor. You know, i me going to make it, it's just a freaking rumor. I guess you could probably say when you see it on the website, when you see it on Facebook, when you see it on Messenger, when you see it for yourself with two eyes, you got to ask, you know, because if you stay in the territories like I have then I mean – Come on, man. We've all heard stories about Harley Ray's coming to WF trying to set the ring on fire. You know, about basic man telling the race offering him $100,000 not to show up the face flare at Starcade, you know? So I guess I'm kind of asking, is there any truth to the rumors that you kind of told Davis, hey, you know, or told Cruz that don't be part of UCW, come join my team,
2: offer you a better deal. Anything like that, any kind of truth? I did advise like, hey, um, I want to push you guys. So I can't have you going over there and, you know, 20 minutes down the road and losing to Justin Hollywood. I can't, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I, I can't have something like that. I can't push you as a main talent if you're going to just lose to Justin Hollywood down the street. And that's the no bribe, no exclusive offers, just. Just that, which I think Cruz and Adrian were pretty much made up themselves that they didn't want to be there anymore, um, due to the booking and stuff like that. Um, so I, th- I think Adrian had to work cell or something like that, and he's not bettering himself. Um, he wasn't making sell any better. Um, no, it was no. just pretty Can much anybody waste. make
1: sell any better.
2: No, well probably some stuff i can't say but (laughs) i hear hear remington makes a really good model though Um, (laughs) but you know all all you're gonna do is potentially get hurt And, and they got it um dementia 13 was another set of guys i was like hey um if they pay you fine I can't tell you what to do. Um, You don't have a contract with me. You've been here longer than me, but I'd prefer it if you didn't just go put over whatever mixed match tag team they have because half their tag teams, no show. So they just throw a bunch of people in the ring, you know, um, that's pretty much what it, it boils down to. Like, Hey, just, don't make yourself look weak while I'm trying yeah. to push you over here. Because it doesn't make I've sense.
0: Always told the story. I've always told the story when people ask my opinion. I said, Look, you know, Cruz had run the roads with Billy for a long time. So whatever's really going on on top of 17 Live Bar and UCW, I mean, I'm not going to fault Cruz. He's going to go over his friend is. Mean, I mean, you guys were on the road traveling on the indie scene. I mean, correct me if wrong. I mean, Oh yeah. Whenever I saw, whenever I saw Cruz, I saw you. Whenever I saw you, I saw Cruz. Any show I've ever, I've ever you know, witnessed and seen. So I mean, to me, I was just, I like, got, like, like I told, I like I told like this a hundred thousand times. I mean, when you try to, when you try to buy, when you try to line in the sand, people are gonna go with the lawyer to, loyal with, and that's the same thing with uh, with Cruz and you know, Davis. I was a hundred percent sure of, but like you said, he wasn't. You know, I, I, I totally get what you were saying. You know, there's made a decision. I think it worked out for him because he did become your live wire champion. You yeah, know, was that easy decision to make? Or I mean, how how does how do you make how you make a decision like that? On what are you
2: basing this off of? You're trying to push a guy to the uh, to the room
0: to the moon. Excuse me.
2: I look at their work ethic. I uh, you know, leading up to the match, I see how well they're doing in the ring. What they're doing. Are they trying to improve? I also look at how they interact with the fans. Um, If they're getting over, you know, that's going to be a huge plus. Um, uh, With Adrian, he was getting over with the fans, and he even got a You Deserve It chant. So that definitely helped make me feel like I made the right decision there. Um, And then come this past July, it was time for Cruz to take the title. Um, I feel the same thing because... (laughs) We had paired him with Andy Freeman, and the heat there was just off the charts following Andy around mostly. And, of course, it just, you know, moved over to Cruz and it felt like a good decision.
0: Well, Cruz, I, I thought that was overdue for him. You know, right. I, I looked at that analysis; I thought it was long overdue. i, I seen this guy, guy going back from 2007 all the way up to now. I mean, he is beyond paid his dues um, in the ring. Um, I, never, I can honestly say I've never seen him. He had a bad match, never had a boring match. He did interact with the fans. He's a very unorthodox big man, as I like to say. You know, I love the cannonball move he does. I think it's a very, very impressive what we could do in the ring. But it was definitely long overdue for him. I was glad to see him get it. You know, he's got a crew, a similar background I do. Had a, lot of, had, had a bumpy road to get to the title. You know, I was just over – I was overwhelmed with joy when I heard that he got—he finally got it. So, you know, um I got nothing but good things to say about that. But um let's get back to this right here. I, I know Christopher has an opinion on this as well. Many times me and him was talking about it. And and, and he's a person I go back and forth on if I really want him on the show if I really want to even kind of do any kind of business with him. I had some misgivings about his daughter, you know, at one time. And it was just kind of like – I don't know, man. This guy, Mike Ellison. I mean, if anybody's been the most shadyest person I've ever heard of in wrestling, you know, is this guy right here. You know. Um, I want you guys to go from here, man. You guys what, what do you guys honest opinion on any <laughs> any experience at all? Any thoughts about this guy, Mike Ellison?
1: I'll let Billy go ahead and handle that one to start with.
2: Um, yeah, we actually watched him single handedly kill a promotion. That was fun. Um this was in Swain'sboro, Georgia. Um you know, a lot of us the AWF guys included started going down there. Um the one book and only us? uh it was GPXW.
1: Oh, okay. That's yeah. What you're talking about.
2: The one and only time I've ever worked James Houston. Um <laughs> the only person who actually would book that match. Um We were actually, you know, decent, not great crowds, decent crowds. It was in the fairgrounds, freezing cold. Even in July, somehow, it was freezing cold. Don't know how, but it was always freezing cold. Um, We were getting paid, surprisingly. And then all of a sudden, Mike comes in, and I, I found out that him and Pete go back a ways, but... During this point, he hadn't been there a while, but he comes in and takes over booking. um He books Chick Donovan and Tommy Rich, day of the show, apparently.
1: That's his favorite people.
2: Yeah, I've learned that, sadly. And because um, have you seen Chick Donovan versus Cell? Oh, uh,
1: God. I'm, yeah. I'm thankful I haven't.
2: Oh, boy. I've watched it, and it's all... It starts out um, in portrait mode, and about two minutes in, it's turned to landscape, so the whole match is sideways. It's great. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, they come in, and Mike's like, well, we had to pay the legend, so we didn't have any money at the door for you guys, and it's like, oh. Okay. Um we do like maybe one or two more shows and then they just stop running because there's no more money. I'm just like, Oh, and you know, we, we talked to Pete a little bit and Pete's like, man, I'd like to, but I got to focus. I think he started going through some health problems too, at the time too, which didn't help. But uh, apparently he helps depending on who the hell you ask about who's running this show. If you ask Mike, it's Mike Ellison. If you ask one of his kids, it's his kids. If you ask Facebook, it's Mike Ellison. If you ask the Legion, it's Mike Ellison. If you ask Rebecca, it's Rebecca and Pete. So, majority people say is Mike, even though he. His kids are trying to cover it up like no no we're running the show. It's it's not him at all, but it's the same people, the same shadiness. It's like okay. Because who else in the world is booking J.R. Ryder? Yeah. Nobody. Who would even have his contact information?
1: Yeah, nobody. Exactly. And Chick Donovan, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Be done already.
0: Well Chris, what are your thoughts, man? What are your experience of dealing with Mike Ellison and uh the most lovely Rebecca
1: Ellison? The last time I ever had any interaction with Mike Ellison and his daughter, um, was when AWF was still running and it was back in uh twenty eleven. And uh Mike came to me and he was wanting to start something up in uh, Augusta again. And I knew Mike did the whole, you know, NWF thing back uh in like 2004, 2003, um, and was running off Peach Orchard Road out of that uh, karate dojo that no longer exists. Um, and we went to a Taco Bell, which is great for a business meeting. Let's just be <laughs> honest. Um Sat down and, and over some 99 cent tacos that uh, I had to buy for everybody. Um, oh, you got ripped um, was off! Yeah, I'm right. Rebecca? I did. did was what? Rebecca there? Yeah, was Rebecca was there.
0: there? They, they, that they was were both there. That was that was 2013, Chris.
1: Whatever, no, it wasn't. It wasn't 2013. It was 2011. I know when it was.
0: Um, it
1: wasn't okay, 2013,
0: then. homie. I'm it 30, was 2011. I was, it was 2012. But me and her, <laughs> the big old forget.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then short, about a month after that, y'all had a you had a party at Dave's house, you know. And then she was supposedly invited by Josh, but she kind of talked to you then and convinced you to meet her father. And that's when I went to Taco Bell.
1: Okay, so it doesn't matter about the year. I don't give a shit about the year. The <laughs> years run together these days, okay? It doesn't no, really matter. What matters is the meeting happened uh, at a right. Taco Bell. You know, great place for a business meeting. Um,
0: and then I said and, yeah. Taco guy, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I said, I, I ended up paying for everybody's fucking meal. Um, but he threw the offer out that he wanted to start something up, and he wanted to partner up. And um, – He's like, you know, I know you got your your editing abilities and and you help book and and you write stories and stuff like this. He said, "I want you on board to help with talent and all that." I was like, "Okay, yeah, you know, I'm kind of, you know, interested. What speak to me. Tell me some more." He goes, "Well, first you got to put uh, some money into it. So, I'm looking for about uh $500." And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Um.
0: Hey, Bill. can yeah. I borrow yeah. five hundred bucks?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ain't about to borrow no money. But I just kind of looked at him and and it, the thought process. He's like, I'm gonna bring down these people like Chick Donovan and it's people like that that do uh seminars with some of the young guys and train them. And we're gonna train. uh I, I got the ring set up at my house. We're gonna do training everything. And I need you to go through the training too. And and that's an extra two hundred dollars a month. Oh my. Um, uh. uh let me sit on it. I'll think about it. And um, that didn't have any words after that. I think the only thing I ever did, um, I think it was when Josh Paschal was dating Rebecca. And they were doing a, le- um, a pro wrestling show down at uh, Birdie Ward Community Center. And they told me that Brandon Parker and Anthony Henry was on the card. And they needed a flyer. And I'm like, You know what? Because it's Brandon and Anthony on there, I'll do the flyer. No problem. And, you know, I also, at the time, me and Josh were cool and everything. I was like, no problem. I'll do the flyer. I did the flyer, and the show drew, I think, maybe eight, ten people at the most. Enough to where Brandon and Anthony were sitting on the ring apron making fun of everybody. (laughs) yeah
2: i remember that yeah
1: yeah um yeah i made that flyer for a show that didn't draw squat and didn't even get paid for it didn't get paid back the money for the taco bell um didn't hear another word from ellison for a long time since and and haven't i've gotten you know invites to these bad boys of wrestling shows but um, I think I uh, called him out for an error on one of the flyers where they had uh, it, the whole
2: fucking Matt. thing is a fucking error.
1: Yeah, it is an error. And, but I, I just, I, I, I try to leave well enough alone because I, I, you know, I've backed out of the business. I'm in the podcast game now, just kind of minding my own business, giving back to the community, uh, professional wrestling, independent wrestling through these podcasts. And I'm just like, I'm not going to say anything about how terrible this looks. Like, MS Paint and a six-year-old could do this better. Um, Freaking Justin Hancock could make a better flyer with cropped-out UCW flyers. I mean, Jesus. Um, But I just, I could not, for the life of me, ignore an Indian strip match. And I'm like, what the hell is an Indian strip match? (laughs) I called him out and the next thing I know, there's an edit. And instead of taking the original file that you had for this flyer yeah. and editing the word strip the strap, you literally take and do a almost like a damn it looked like a ransom note, basically. It stuck strap of it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this um, is terrible. And how much your tickets? <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. Oh no wonder Buff Bagwell goes down there and works for the shows. It's free money. He don't have to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even have to work the crowd because there's no crowd to work.
0: I know um, one time I was commentating the ECW show. This is back in Grove Channel. I, I get approached with Don with um, two pitchers. And it was a picture of Mike Ellison and his daughter I said, they come to that door, I need you to personally escort them out here. I'm like, okay. At first I'm like, who the hell is this guy again? Oh yeah, that's Mike Ellison. I see him, you know. I get, I get told to ask him at the door because apparently he went to the preacher of the church and everything. He offered him to, to tell him to kick UCW out of there that he can get better talent, better more money, and all that kind of stuff. And I said, No, no, we're gonna stick with these guys right here. They've been good to us. And they let Don give Don a heads up about it. Then I got told if they ever show up in here, you know, I got physically escorted out, which they never came. I never saw them, you know. Um, but, you know, I hear, I hear things, you know, I promise we would pay people. And then all of a sudden he's you nowhere know to be found after the match. They can't get all the not turn people's phone calls. And, hey, you yo, some Freaking Money, dude, you know, kind of reminds me of Dale Cheryl. But um, <laughs> moving, moving forward, moving forward here, we, we, we mentioned, um, y'all mentioned Justin Hollywood, you know in the viscosity promotion here i was debating on even bringing this up again or not but you know the kids had a didn't have a good tough break you know he tried to have a show the video game heaven which i kind of told him do. i think you're making a mistake but hey it's your money you know um he asked for some of my money i said no um unless i get something out of the deal which i might get nothing out of the deal when he, he um when I was told I was gonna work a match with uh with Jay, I was posted I was there first I was on the impression it was gonna be at the UCW thing just for one off, just you know, try to get some ring rust off. <clears throat> then I found out it's gonna be in viscosity. And I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. And I called up Jay, J Oh, don't worry, man, don't worry, man. It's just a, just we just we just we're just gonna get there to have some fun, you know. Then um just like any 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 typical show, he runs into a million problems and he finds us some good reasons and then he backs out. Then he tried to hit the uh the bloody the bloody mention plantation, blood, plant, what plantation. Plantation. Plantation blood. blood. Yeah, plantation blood. And he's making all these problems gonna like got a big, big event there. And I said, look, dude, no offense. I'm not committing to it. Sorry. You know, and I told Jay, Jay, do what you want to, man. It's your career. You know, I'm not gonna be associated. I'm not gonna be associated with it. The guy, you know, you can't you can't talk to this guy. So he, he does not have a good reputation, you know, in this business. And obviously, there's some issues going on on, on top of his, you know, you know, upstairs and everything. Nobody's not taking this guy seriously, you know. I I, I don't get it, you know. But you know what, what what what's what's going on with this kid here? You know what's the deal? A lot of people don't uh, like him.
2: See so him. He, I don't even know the word to describe it, but he likes to plan big and then never deliver. Yeah. Um, that, that's the main thing, and then when he doesn't get his way, he'll cry about it. And oh, he
0: was, he was in tears at the um Olive Hardy Festival when he used to do the show at the and and they wouldn't allow viscosity to do anything or viscosity to have uh uh anything on the um on the flyer, you know. And he just kind of stood there with tears in his eyes. He did one little spot, and then that was it. And they ask him, hey, do you want to get in the ring at Russell? You know, that's so what the match is going. Oh, I don't feel comfortable. And he just kind of stood there with a silent stare with tears in his eyes. And I'm like,
2: man, I just, I I didn't know what to say to him. You know? Yeah. He, he wants the end result without working for it. That's the main thing from him. Um, He doesn't want to put in any of the actual work for any of it. Like, yeah. Um, he he did the Anthony Henry seminar, um, and he quit like halfway through it. Meanwhile, you have other green kids, girls even who are still in there working with Anthony Henry, and it's like, all right, you, you don't really want this, so okay. And then uh, later, I know. he to took a soup
0: yeah, yeah,
2: the the backdrop. It's all of us basic backdrop and we designated corners at the boys and girls club um his crying corners because that's what he did um mm. every show it was something something different he was crying about something nobody knew what um nobody was stiffing him nobody was doing anything to him He was just for no reason and nobody knew what it was and it's just like okay whatever it's, that's just justin's corner he didn't get to go over tonight i guess so he didn't win a title he he actually pitched an idea where um in like his first match he worked big game james and won the title by himself and i was like N- no <laughs> no
1: yeah where's the full uh, the psychology in that yeah one? yeah no
2: no, not at all. Let me uh, ask yeah, this question,
0: because this just this, just, this just came up is my mind. I just um I, I kind of laughed it off, and me and Jay had spoken privately about it. But, you know, we got a phone call from him, and Jay put me on three with him. It was months ago. So you had a show in July, then you had a show again in September, wasn't it? Yes. September, I, it might have been your September show. I'm thinking September. September or your July show, but I want to say it was September um he tells me and jay that he was invited to come to do a, a special battle royal you know after the viscosity video went up i guess after the viscosity video went up showcasing some of the footage that was uh, done for livewire and then all of a sudden you called him or messaged him about want to participate in the battle royal and then wanted me and jay in or so he asked me and jay come and then kind of like you like the apa you know, would really watch his back or try maybe be in the Battle Royal itself. And then, you know, and then the thought, the, the thought process was he was asked to get booked in the Battle Royal to so everyone alive where I could take a chance beating the shit out of him. And he wanted me and J.D. here to make sure that wouldn't have happened. You know, I'm kind of like, <laughs> go Jay, are you really bombing this crap? You know, and it was just, Jay's like, no, I'm just humoring him.
2: That's what Jay okay. likes. He likes to do. All right, let me <laughs> set the record straight on this one. Okay. <laughs> After viscosity was canceled for whatever reason, I haven't heard of exact story on this one, but whatever reason it was canceled, he saw we had a battle royal. I posted, hey, anyone want to be in a battle royal? That's free on July 13th. I just, or might have been September. I don't remember. So September 7th, I don't remember. Either way, it was one yeah. of those dates. I put the call out there. You know, open invite whoever wants to come. And he's like, hey, so what's up with this battle royal? And I'm like, it's a fucking battle royal. I mean, exactly what I said. It's a battle royal, you know. Um, He's like, well, can I be in it? I was like, if you show up and bring your gear, I don't care. And he's like, well, what about some of my viscosity guys? Because since they, the show got canceled, I want to get them a makeup booking. And I was like, depends on who it is, because I knew he booked some questionable people. Oh, and then wow. um, he's like, oh, well, probably Bill and Jay. And I'm like, okay, Bill, yeah, he can come. I have a spot for him already. Jay, no. And he's like, oh. And then he never got back to me on that, so... That's yeah, how yeah. that went down. He volunteered himself into the match. So
0: He he was sitting there. I th- I think he's just a paranoid person. I, I, I don't know. You know, he's paranoid. He's in love with his kid called Brandon Kitchens. I don't know, I never met him, but he's so determined to try to get a match, some kind of special angle. And it just I, I, I don't know. It's just yada yada yada. But yeah. um oh. Well, I guess let's move forward from this one here. Now, Christian Christian Fury, you know, I mean, what are your real thoughts on how you guys, for some reason, I can't seem to understand it, I invited him to come on the show, and he was kind of like, well, I'll let you and Chris do it, and then, you know, we, we'll do another time, because I don't know what it is. I think you said he did come your uh he was able to make it that last show, and I think you guys might cross eyes each other, but he, he didn't get a chance to say anything to you and you were too busy, it's hot to him, and then, you know, but... <clears throat> I just want to clear the record straight here. For some reason, I just I'm in your opinion here, and I've spoken to Chris about this as well. Is something to happen because you know on top of the servers, Jay has no issues with you, but he's under pressure. You've got beef with him, and Jay felt like he's guilty by association for him being supportive of UCW about what went down with the situation with you know Tony Lamb, the fundraiser thing that went down, you know. and uh, and and then the wars just kind of kind of the shit talking really 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 started, you know, between UCW and Livewire. You know, I mean, is there is there really animosity between you two, or it just difference of opinion, or y'all just not feeling each other?
2: I mean, uh, the only person I really have a problem with at this point is Mike Ellison. Um, I mean, I know Jay says some things on my been. One of the last couple episodes. Um whatever. Um
0: I got, I got Chris here. I got Chris here. Let's 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 verify this here. I mean, he said he calls you a 7-Eleven guy and he still won't really tell me what the hell a 7-Eleven mean. I'm like, Joe, what the hell is 7 11 mean? He talks, he's a Seven Eleven 11 guy. Everyone's got opinions, I guess. He's a silver-11 guy. I'm like,
1: basically that's saying it. it's like you go to a 7-Eleven or or Circle K because people here probably don't even know what the hell Seven Eleven is if they haven't left the area, um, <laughs> and you yeah. basically are talking to the clerk at the at the register about something, and they just have their own personal opinions about things, and you know they have an opinion for every single person, and, and it could be different, it could be the same, yada yada yada. Basically, that's what he's saying. His opinions really don't matter. Uh, I don't know.
0: He got here one time, and he was really, he really let it rip. And I kind of looked at him, kind of funny, and he was like, what, we just, we just lose a sponsor or something? You know, I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, but Jay, shoot out this, doing business with Livewire right now. I, what's the problem, you know? And he won't really, oh, uh, Chris, help me out here. What did he say to you? I'm trying to remember now.
1: He hadn't said anything to me.
0: Other than the fact that, um, Other than the fact that really all, all the stuff that was said about UCW and how they're doing business with the whole Night Stalker, you know, was the one to beat Hunter Young and the advertised a thirty minute Iron Man match, but yet if you watched the match, it was only seventeen minutes long. You know, <laughs> granted, Jeff Lock re edits it and makes it look like it was an Iron Man match, but it, you know, trust me, it was only seventeen minutes long. You know, and then all kind of la- jokes were being laughed about it. You know, I don't know the whole story. I wasn't. I didn't go to the last UCW show. I didn't go to the last three shows they had um before they left the Legion, you know. Um so I, I, I don't know, you know. I, I I told Jay I said, hey, if you're a businessman, you know, talk to the man, you know, maybe get you maybe maybe get you a spot, you know, La Bar, you know, and he says, Okay, I'll think about it. You know, but the way I see it, Bill is one with a problem, not with me. And I'm like, I, I'm really trying to think. I mean, the only thing I can think of was whatever was said, whatever was done, you know, toward the end. You know, personally, you'd think they'd be more mad at the IWE than with, with Livewire because, you know, so many rumors, which I want your opinion on this one here, Billy. I mean, I've heard people sit there and say, this man spreads up and down. He, was, he doesn't want a promotion. He doesn't want a book. I, I oh, don't worry, guys. I'm not coming back to the Legion. I'm not trying to take you off spot. You know, then you see then you see it on Facebook, hey, I'm not sure hurt no friends, this is just business. And then now he's boom looking at the Legion. And then UCW was kind of showing the door because the argument that happened between UCW and the base commander had a lot had a, it had to do with alcohol, you know, coming down the rink side, you know. And according to the base commander, alcohol sales is where he makes his money at. You know, UCW couldn't do business, he was gonna raise the rent. At that point, UCW didn't want to business no more. And they decided to leave. I mean, it's not like they were forced out, you know, by by IWE or you know Livewire. But it just seemed like ever since then, I I, I don't know, man. But what was your, what's your opinion on the situation when UCW ends up leaving?
2: Uh, I, w- I was a little blindsided because you know, obviously, it's like I don't want to run a promotion. I just want to have fun. Just want to have fun. Just want to have fun. Now he's bribing people not to show up. Then he's paying talent to come in. Like he paid, uh, I was told he paid Billy Brash to come in, you know? Yeah. Um, I heard it was a good match, good for them. Um, I actually tried to get Billy Brash to do a double shot, um, considering I had Hunter Young originally booked on Livewire 2. So hopefully both mm-hmm. of them do a double shot. Everybody's happy. Everybody wins. Um, they told Hunter Young not to work. So. Okay, and I guess they told Brash not to do the show. Um, Ethan Case ended up backing out for whatever reason. Um, and it was starting to see the same thing, like Riot was there. Um, and then all of a sudden, IWE in South Carolina. It's like, yeah. uh, great, another promotion, because that's what we need. Nine promotions within the 30-minute radius. And he's like, don't worry, don't worry. We're staying in South Carolina. We're going to deal with the red tape. Y'all have fun in Georgia. And it's like, okay. So they do the Midland Valley shows. And then I see a show at the Legion. And it's like, oh, so that's okay. That's different. Just going straight up do the week after us at the Legion. That's interesting because they did the whole war show with Bushido, which I'm going to go on the record now and say, how do you have a war when you just start? It doesn't make sense to me, but okay, whatever. And
1: and how do you have a war when most of the people that are booked on both shows are the same building?
2: And and see, that's what gets me, man. Like, Caleb Kitchens used to rag down the Bushido roster so bad. And then I looked. I went to cagematch.net for an accurate reading, and a huge chunk of guys work both shows. And they work IWE. Now they're starting to work Livewire. So it's the same group of people working these shows, so I don't get how some people could talk shit about other promotions' rosters. It's like you're talking shit about your own people at this point. But, yeah, it seems. Like, yeah, the the whole war angle. I don't. I think it's finished. I think they're done with that. Um, they did two shows out of it somehow. I don't. Okay. It went over my head. I don't get it. Um, because everybody who knows me knows my main things are invasions and factions. Those are my two big points that I want to do. I want to do invasions, and I want to do factions. And I am never invited to a single one. Don't get it.
0: To do a faction and invasion angles in wrestling?
2: Oh, yeah. That's my favorite thing. The nexus will always be one of my favorite things in wrestling.
0: I totally get that. I do. And. When everyone yeah. thought they'd be invasion they, when everybody thought back in '96, everyone thought WWF was invading WCW. Right, was all in that pop up that got the wrestling boom blooming. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know
2: exactly. Like I, I think they're great if they're done properly, but I just feel like you need to do more than one show before you can have a war. I mean, I don't know. That that's on them, I guess, but I yeah, I don't know. You
0: know. Christian Fury, Christian Fury came on here and when I asked him his opinion about the war. He said he just felt like UCW should have had that spot. What could but IWA versus UCW? You know, Jay says it's probably just a missed opportunity, but you know, you were doing business with us, and of course, I reminded him, you know, what the conversation went, was saying. You know, I I don't know, you know, it's it's just it's just crazy to me. You got well, all this as Eric. Go ahead, go ahead, I'm
2: sorry. Well, that's the thing. Nobody's gonna want to pay to see Josh Magnum versus TJ Trucker. You know, um, that's the thing. Their roster is completely different than the IWE, Bushido, Viral, Livewire, anything yeah. else. There's a couple of guys that will work that crossover, but for the majority, it's not a lot of guys, and it's not a lot of guys that. I personally would want to see in the ring because I think I watched their last show that was on YouTube and it, it was rough.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, why do you think that is, though? I mean, I mean, the man tried. I mean, I, I did go on the last couple of shows I did. I said, Look, despite what personal dealings I did have with Don Brown, I mean, he did finally. After six months, after the situation had happened, they picked the phone up and called me right before, the, um, matter of fact, right before the Memorial Day show. You know, he reached out and tried to talk to me over the phone about what went down between me and him. Um, the man had a vision, you know. He, he he was determined to try to prove it. He can make something work. You know, he had a goal of one day. You know, having a show at the Bell Auditorium. You know, he, he 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 loves professional wrestling. I mean, he's definitely got a passion for it. You know, whether he has the good business sense or not, you know, I mean, I, I said this before on the show that Vower Pro and UCW got started at the same time, the same year in twenty sixteen. You know, and three years later, you see what Vower Pro is doing with James Dorn and Brian and the son of Brian Pillman. You know, and, and, and some of the big matches and big things going on in Thompson. And you're seeing what, you know, Don tried to do. You know, I mean, you know, they've been criticized and says they're only there to push their friends. You know, Jay would come in here and take that personal. and says, in this business, you become friends, you become family. You know, and I says, well, you know, Jay, Don's not paying his talent. They're going to go where they're going to get paid. You know, I've heard a lot of talent coming there and just said they call UCW, you know, unorganized, you know, dysfunction, you know, not not professional, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I see the man tries. I mean, Billy, I, I, these guys will, will go to Ryan's, Georgia, don't go get a ring. They're spending all night Friday night trying to set something up, you know, and they're there all day Saturday trying to get things going. Now after the show was over, they break everything down, break the rain down, load up in a trailer, and drop back, drive right back to lines, Georgia. That was their way of life until they got business with T Cash, which is another guy I want to bring up in just a minute. My understanding is, you know, T Cash is not exactly your biggest fan either. But then again, like I said, you know, if you're wanting a promotion called WCW, you're booking yourself, you may not like the competition. I don't know. Well, there's so much competition in this area, you know. <clears throat> Which brings back to my next question here. Where do you see Livewire standing? You know, Livewire like, has been around since 2010, if I remember correctly. You know, you guys come a long way, you know. But then you got Viola Pro, and Joshua Hancock. You got IWE with Timothy. You got Don and, and, and T-Cash. Trying to get things going with WCW and UCW. They kind of like joining forces to come in partnership, if you would. You know, they're out there in Millen, Georgia now, you know. And you got Michido. What's what, Is this like a race to be number one in the CSRA? You guys are trying to fight who, who is at number one promotion? Or are y'all just going to do this to whoever goes bankrupt first, last promotion standing? I mean, what's the thought process here? You've had to sit there and think about it.
2: Yeah, I think in some minds, it, it virtually is a pissing contest. Um, just by seeing some of the booking decisions some people are making, It's definitely a pissing contest, but I've become content on knowing I'm not going to have viral money. I'm not going to have Bushido money. And I'm content with that, and I'm content with the fact that I'm able to give talent a chance to shine. A possible second booking on the night, Um, like Lucky Ali, High Profile, Matt Sells, they work Shows usually when they do come Um, Lucky Ali this was his first time coming He ended up working both shows So we're able to get Quality talent More quality talent into Augusta Some guys that people Have never heard of And you never know Who might see it because Viral might see it The Shido might see it IWE might see it You never know And that's pretty much what I'm putting myself as now pretty much I wouldn't say development but we are pretty much that stepping stone I would say like like I, I know we're not gonna have the money to compete with the others and bring in names or anything like that and I'm okay with that but also do know that we do have some funds where we can bring in these guys and not just Thrive on the bottom feeders Who should still be in training And I, I feel that's the big problem When you say UCW and Viral started Joshua Hancock's got money to put into it um, I don't want to put their numbers out there But I was quoted a number one time And it was pretty high Of what they're yeah. putting into a show Meanwhile yeah. You pay for what you get In UCW from what I understand, doesn't pay anybody. So they're getting guys like Sil, TJ Trucker, um, that one kid who thought he was Jeff Hardy and just did four super kicks in a match. Um, hmm. that, that's, that's what you get. You know? Um, and if that's what you're going to do, you can't look at yourself and say, hey, yeah, we can compete with those guys, but in reality you kind of can't because... That's when you got to bring yourself to know, all right. We can't do this. We have to do what we can do, and then get better from there. But they never progressed.
0: I think that was the uh, the biggest problem, not being able to progress. I think he did drop the ball, especially when Tim did offer financial help. That he had money, he had money to bring in better talent, but you cannot. Continue to put this guy and this guy and this guy. You know, what's your opinion when they make comments like, "We're not going to get rid of the guys who helped build this company up." Sorry, I'm like, I, I personally told them, "Dude, you, then you're not. Then you're running a club. You're not running a business." You know, yes, you thank these guys. They did all they could do. But if you have an opportunity to get some better talent, so you can go further, you know, sometimes you've got to make decisions like that. Okay, are you in it to make money? Are you in it to get big? Or it's just, guys, we get together and wrestle to have fun. I mean, what, what is your mind thought process? With? That's the same argument I have, but I'm really curious in your opinion. When they say things like, I cannot get rid of the talent to helped build this company, we're not flatlined.
2: You know, <clears throat> That's what they said. I mean, I know from firsthand experience, if you take the 2011 Livewire roster and put it side by side with the 2019 roster – there are some pieces that have stayed the entire time, but there's also a lot of pieces that are not there anymore. Either we've had falling outs, either I just don't want to book them anymore because I didn't feel they were up to standards of, you know, because the business is constantly evolving. So you have yeah. to be able to put on better cards. And, you know, sorry to say, but Bayou Billy versus Gavin Cross isn't going to draw anything compared to say um blanco lonco blanco loco versus billy brash you know Mm -hmm. or anything like that so you have to look at in that sense like all right we have to slowly replace these guys because it's just the way it is because sure they could be the nicest guy on earth or the most helpfulest guy on earth but when it comes to getting in a ring Are they drawing in people? Are they evolving, or are they just kind of plateaued or drifting downwards? And see, and that's the thing: like you have to be able to evolve. And knowing my experiences at AWF, um, whenever I'd come out there to try to train, a lot of the people were not willing to train. So uh, I knew firsthand that those. The AWF guys would not be the ones who would stay on with us for very long. Um, One thing I can say about Don, if you put 2011 Don beside 2019 Don, he's gotten better. He's one of the few that has gotten better. Um, But the others, um, there's a huge gap, you know. And it's like... and, And one of the people that... are. I haven't wrestled with us for a while is James Houston. I mm-hmm. try to steer away from the hardcore stuff. So that way, you know, it doesn't get stale. Cause I don't have a hardcore division and that's what he loves doing, you know? And I, like, it's not anything personal at all. I just have nobody for him to work right now. Right. And, and that's another thing. Like, with me bringing in talents you know i can't put a high profile against pirate paul and will you know that i can't do that because that's disrespectful to high profile to put them in the ring with some guys like that um and it's mm-hmm. the same and it's the same with ucw like hunter young obviously the stand out there um, so obviously he's going to get the matches But then I see like Ethan Case Versus Cell and it's like Ooh god that's That's not going to be good That's Ethan's not Knowing Ethan Case And seeing that match Knowing their work rates That's not going to work You you have the, to have somebody For him show, to work
0: Yeah the last show I was at In an opening match you know, you see two big, middle-aged, kind of overweight guys. One was in under a mask. Billy, the crowd, I'm sitting there holding my head down, and I'm kind of looking at, um. it was either Caleb or Blake that was there with me that day. And I, wanted to say, I want to, I don't want I kind of put my hand on the microphone. I heard the crowd, they were chanting, oxygen mask. Get them with an oxygen tank. Oxygen mask. You know, they're blown up, I gas And, this is the first impression of the night. This is the opening right. match. I remember, I'm like, guys, the opening match is most important, probably more important than the main event because you're setting the tone for the night. This is the first impression. You, you, want, you, you want to have the best match you can get for the opening. So the, You want the crowd to get up in the field. You want the crowd to get excited. And, and you're seeing this thing right off the bat. Your main event can like, be kick-ass. But if you open a match, sucks, you just stink up the damn place. And now, for one, if the audience don't get up and freaking leave the man for a refund, they're not coming into it. And then they really was that night. I mean, I I just don't get that. What's the mindset of booking to
2: that, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I've had faults where I've booked people where I'm like, all right, man, I'm cool with you. So I tell you what, I'll try to get you a spot. I've been there, but at the same time, you have to be able to put them with somebody that will make them look good while not diminishing the other person at the same time. Uh, I feel like I have a set group of guys like uh, Cruz, Adrian, Walker, Sells, Coleman. They can work with anybody. They can either Mm -hmm. elevate them or they can get themselves elevated. And, And that's what I look for in people like are they versatile? Can they work with a green kid and make them look good? Or can they work with this big talent and put on a hell of a show?
0: I know when I... Um Got a chance to work with uh, Walker that day. Talk about last second when I got there. Last thing I expected was was be able to wrestle with anybody for that matter. And, and then the fact that I got put in there, knowing I, I worked with Walker before, and then I trusted Walker and everything. But yeah, I, I'll admit it. I got blown up a little bit and everything. But I thought we had okay for what it was. Crowd seemed like they liked it. You know, <clears> they <throat> just it just got motivated me to get myself back in the gym, working cardio and just just weightlifting all the time. I got working cardio a lot more. But um, let's hey, let's 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 try to move forward, man. I mean, over overall this year, man. I mean, what are you what are you summing up as? Like I said, viral pro IWE, you know, they're, I know the competing head for head. Oh hey, man, I gotta ask you this question. This crap just popped my freaking head. There's a rumor out there. Only one person can of confirm it, but I don't really trust what he says. But I'm kind of curious. There's a rumor out there that the promoter of IWE went to the Vival Pro Show and tried to sneak in the back to see some talent, and it got all, almost all of Thompson TD and all the security it had and personally escorted this man out the building. Did y'all hear that rumor?
1: It wasn't in Thompson. It was actually in Augusta.
0: Oh, it was in Augusta? I heard it was Thompson. It was, in
1: Augusta. It was at the um, It was at the Augusta show. It was uh, Mikey Galino's, uh Summer of Quack. Uh, and It was a uh, rumor and innuendo. Yeah, I said it. Um, that, chat uh, me up, um, that certain promoter, uh, snuck in backstage acting like he was carrying in food to talk to talent and got escorted out.
0: <laughs> wow. Really? Did you hear that rumor?
2: No, that's the first time I've heard that one.
0: Oh, wow. I thought everybody heard that damn rumor. Oh, geez.
2: Uh, usually, no, if it's viral news, may, uh,
0: I don't hear much. So I I hear it to the grapevine sometimes. I I don't know. I try to somehow I try to stay away from it. When I, I hear something, I'm gonna laugh about it. But you mentioned Caleb Kitchen's here on the show. Now he's been on the show a, a couple of times, and I know Christopher is a big big supporter of uh, viral pro wrestling. Though I, I'm just curious, man. Any dealings with him lately? You guys kind of pass things up, or y'all still are rivals in this business?
2: um i don't know if we really have been rivals really um we've kind of for the most part we've gotten along um like i think the last real big um altercation we had uh he was dissing the rosters and i was like isn't it the same roster and then his post went away and I mean, there hasn't been really much problem. Um, I know he's with the Garden City Wrestling Crew, and those guys are pretty anti Bushido, So, um, I heard not, they're
0: anti-UCW as well. I mean, granted, you know, yeah, ran.
2: yeah. Why don't um, they
0: anti-Bashido?
2: Um, well, this past show, um, I don't know if you saw the flyer for it, but it was um. Advertised as presented by the Garden City Garbage Crew.
0: Oh, I must have <laughs> missed that part.
2: Yeah, um, and, and there was some heat before about something or another. Um, I don't remember what it was. I'm sure somebody will will comment and bring it up, but um, I'm pretty sure it was a uh, William and. Cade might have got into it over something. I don't remember what it was though.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I've. Wow, so I guess we're moving Is we're moving forward from that one? Um, I know you mentioned earlier about James Houston with the whole hardcore level. Is that one of the reasons why, because Damien's sick, you know, Josh Pascoe, he travels around a lot of other promotions, not just with, you know, UCW or WECCW, you know, he, he's working other multiple promotions and everything, but any dealings with him, and I was always kind of curious. I, I know he's been the Mike Ellison shows a few times, but I, I was always kind of curious. I don't ever remember seeing, you know, Josh with Livewire. I mean, any issues with, with, with that, with with that? <clears throat>
2: with him at all or, or his um, I mean I'm not a big fan of his work. So that that's a major thing. But um there there was I I don't know for sure what happened, but there something happened at UCW. Um I'm not gonna go into details about any of that, but basically one person came to Livewire, he stayed at U C W and I was okay yeah, with that. I mean- because
0: I kind forgot, of forgot about that situation. That's kind of something I wanted to black out of my hood. And, you, you know, know. I have a little personal opinion on that. You know, it's one of those things where I don't think no one's ever going to truly, truly know what, you know, what, what happened or what went down. You know, people tend to bleed this person. Other people believe the other person, you know, uh, I don't know the other person, you know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. You know, way I look at it. Do it. I'm just gonna live and let live before. I mean, the other person I think has done very, very well for your promotion in Livewire. Um, this has been a good valet, and um, and what can I say? I, I don't have a. I don't have a negative thing to say about her.
2: Yeah, um, I think it worked out for the best. Um, personally, I mean, he, he said some things that I didn't care for. Um, right. Uh, just, I've gotten to that point in life where, I mean, um, if I I don't, I don't like to have dicks around me basically like, yeah, of course some people can be dicks. Like, you know, Cruz, Cruz will post some dick comments and stuff like that, but (laughs) I I think we all know that, (laughs) but, uh, like just overall people, you know, it's. You know, you got to know how to just weed them out. That's one of the things I've learned how to do in the last couple of years. And I don't need that.
0: I like how Vince McMahon put it when I saw the Andre the Giant documentary. We were asking Vince about the negativity that Andre was saying. And, you know, Vince said he had to learn to just block the negativity out. Man, I wish I had that ability. Lord, mercy. It I gets hard. Of- huh? It gets hard. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, I mean, like I said, I know me and you have had our issues a long time ago. I'm proud to say that, you know, we were, we were both adults about it, moved on from it, left it in the past, and held to the point right now. I can't remember why me and you had beef in the, the beginning with. You know, I think it had a lot to do with that little piss hand they called Chris Diggins, you know, stirring the pot up. Ain't that right there, Chris?
1: Yeah, no, I hate that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh. Do what? He's a dick.
0: Yeah, he's a dick. That's kind of that's definitely one of the dicks you don't want in your life. Jeez. oh my gosh, you know. But um, <clears throat> moving forward here, I definitely want your opinion on this. Um, damn it, I hate having brain farts. Golly, Chris, ask me a question. I got to think for a second.
1: <laughs> What's your real thoughts about Survivor Pain, Bill Blanchard? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, that guy. Um, honestly, I don't even know because he worked for me, and I have no clue what happened. And that's the sad part. I don't even. I can't even form a valid opinion because I don't know.
0: Yeah, he started earning reputation for all the other promotions in the area over the last six months. I think they call him No Show Pain. You know, <laughs> jeez, you know. Oh, well, man, hell, I ain't trying to put all my personal damn business out there, but I've seen two deaths in the family, and, dude, I suffer PTSD. I have no crisis sometimes, so please forgive me sometimes, but a lot of times it's just that, with my family, the kids... And I'm having to go back to work. I'm working crazy hours again. I just got every time I try to make plenty of to do anything but wrestling, you know, it's falling through me. I was looking forward to the November night show. I was really looking forward to July and September, especially July. I was really, really, my kids are looking forward to it, you know. And then the first show, like, I went to the Merchant Show. Everything was great. I could not get back to another show until I went to the Oliver Hardy uh, show, did uh, two matches, and then I get home, I have the damn door slammed in my freaking face. You know, when you get told that you care more about podcasts, you care more about wrestling, you care more about all the other shit than your own freaking family, and then, then your priorities get out of whack. And then, dude, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I've had, I've had so much freaking headaches over the last, last six months. Everything that went wrong could go wrong. I mean, if your damn fuel pump breaks out, then your brakes go out, then your radiator goes out. It's just gonna cost 5,000 bucks just to get it freaking fixed. I mean, damn, the new water heater explodes, you know, Jesus, you know every time I turn around it's always been something, but the one thing I tried to do, I tried to make sure j c. Walker was taken care of financially to be able to compete at uh Livewire. i tried i i I did the best I could for that one though, I tried to make sure he was paid for it so he would show up and I try to get the best match he could. I hope I hope he's done a good job showing up there because I've not been able and not been able to uh. Yeah, you know, to, be, here to it. I'd be able to witness it, I have been doing anything. You know, yeah, you know, I, I get invites to the WCW show. Cash wants me there to either commentate or even wrestle for him. Yeah, man, love the freaking dead and everything. You know, and then all hell would break loose. I'm hoping 2020 is is gonna be better. You know, I'm hoping to get there at least every other month. You know, like my me and my wife tried to work that schedule where, you know put one of those little work calendars up and everything right now. Hey, this is a lot where I rest. Like, I'm going to be here this particular day. You know, boom. I'm going to try to be there. You know.
2: Right.
0: Like Chris would tell you, man. I, you know, my mother almost died several freaking times. We've had to be able to take care of her. She's had a lot of health issues. My grandmother had passed. You know, then my uncle had passed. And then all the financial strain was on my father. And then he has a stroke. He ends up in the hospital. Man, I tell you what, man. It's just been a rough year, man. And all I can do is... I apologize a million times over. You know, I wanted to be there. Believe me, I wanted to be there. And it's just, I was only able to get to you in March. But the only thing I could do for Livewire, I did, you know, financially try to take care of J.C. Walker to make sure he was there to compete for me. You
2: know yeah. yeah, man, I, I don't hold you responsible for any of that because, uh, I mean, I, I know stuff happens and a lot of it, you know, you can't control any. Majority of anything, and I get it, man. Stuff happens. Yeah, it does. It's, but hey, I, I appreciate you understanding. It means a lot, you know.
0: And then, and then understanding this, man, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to put this man's personal business out there. Let's just say, Alan has had a lot of bad things happen to him, and he's doing everything he can to keep his head above water right now. And I, I wish I had better answers for you about the footage. The only thing he says was, you and him had an argument. And he got pissed off about it, and then I, 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 that's, that's all I got out of him. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know, but he ain't done much for anybody. I mean, correct me for long here, Chris. He ain't really Death Lot production. After that situation happened in March, I, I left Death Lot Productions. You know, I haven't done nothing with Alan or Jay. You know. And then it took Chris for, what, about a month or two to convention to come out to TMB Studios. And then even with the Shootout podcast, I've only been able to do something like one episode once a month or every other month, seems like. It just depends, like, you know, it last several times. I try to get things going again and get things going again. And damn, this freaking shit happens, you know. I guess to call Don't it like. stopped right. it from
1: being on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks to you. I appreciate that, you know. But anyways, man, let's 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 uh let's try to wrap things up here, man. We'll try to rapid fire some um some rest of it. I wish I could figure out that damn question was gonna ask you it had a lot to do with uh well actually you know what I think you already did answer that question. But where what does Lavar stand as far as the top promotions in the CSR right here? So if I got it correctly right now, in your opinion, who's number one right now? Is it Bible Pro or is it IWE? I guess we'll probably put Lavar at number three.
2: I would say virals probably number one because they're consistently drawing what two, 300 people a show um, somewhere around there. Um, then it's a toss-up between IWE and Bushido. Um, not sure I haven't really kept up with IWE crowds and uh, I'd say live wire is a solid four at the moment. Right.
0: Now, now I, I, I remember the question I was going to ask you, because what is the reason to try to do a pre-show to the, to the Machido show? I've heard some people made the comments that, well, I would never get over. He's being second fiddle to Machido. I mean, what's, how can he you not know, say he has a real promotion? you know. I kind of defended it. And I'm like, look, man, you know what kind of business deals they might have worked out? What? Nah, I mean, what's wrong with a pre-show show to another show. I mean, hell, I don't even call it in. It's not like the countdown to Machito. It's just another actual show. You know, I don't know. What's what your uh, opinion, response to that?
2: Well, in Thompson, uh, we were basically, I mean, it was pre show because we went on directly an hour before. Um, originally, it was just 30 minutes and then we got moved up to an hour. Um, basically, it was just a way for me to keep the Livewire name going. At the time. And get some guys some more bookings. And then the opportunity came. When we went to the Legion. To do a full on show. Just at 4 o'clock. And then there's an hour break. In between the two shows. So it doesn't feel like a pre-show anymore. It just feels like. We're act one. They're act two. That's all it is. And um, there's people that stay for both. There's workers that stay for both. And then you got people that come in just for Bushido, just for Livewire, And we've been able to build our momentum up the right way by just saying, hey, can we have a pre-show match? Can we be that dark match? And we've built that into doing our own shows that have drawn up to 130, 140 people. So I think we're doing pretty good with it. Um, The idea is to eventually do maybe a single show occasionally. I know August 2021, we have our eyes on doing a solo show because that will be our 10-year. So I want to do something big for that. Otherwise, um, I'm perfectly content because uh, Bushido pays half. We pay half. Um, It's not like it's a free ride at this point. Um, it does cost less, but it's not a free ride by any means. And, uh, we're getting quality equipment from it. Um, there's no more, uh, man, I wonder if they're going to bail under ring this show or anything like that. Um, sound is usually, um, top notch. Don't have to worry about any of that. Um, supporting staff is always there because they want to work both shows. So it's probably business wise going the best it has gone in the last nine years. So uh, I think it's been a great decision to do so. Um, I know there are some people out there that are like, you know, the anti-Bashido people. They're like, ah, oh, you need to break away, do your own show somewhere else. Um, they'll either shit on the Legion, shit on Bushido, whichever they want to dump on that day, but. Overall, I think it is a was a great choice for us and a great partnership for us in the long run.
0: Well, I couldn't say that better myself, man. That's pretty cool. Um, Christopher, anything you want to add, man?
1: Um, trying to think. Um, no. I mean, well, what more is there to cover? We've we've covered. Every nook and cranny that we could possibly fit into this episode uh, as far as it goes with, uh, as uh, CM Punk would say it, setting the world on fire. (laughs) But, no, I mean, Billy's doing his thing. He's been doing it for a bit. He's successful. Livewire has garnered attention. I mean, I'm paying attention to it with this whole Jeremy Cruz thing going on uh, with the cruise control stuff. and. That
0: is pretty cool, by the way. I like the whole with the cruise control.
1: Just keep doing what you're doing, Billy.
0: Thank you. Now, as far as 2020, what can we expect? And I will tell you this. I've already spoke to my wife. She gave me clearance to go. Appreciate that. Thank you, honey. January 4th, 2020. The first show has kind of set the tone for the year 2020. Um, like me personally, I'm definitely going to be there and give my word of honor. God willing, unless God, I end up in an damn hospital. Like I said, I got it on the calendar. I got the day off for it. What can we expect from Livewire 2020 on January 4th?
2: Um, Don't have too many details yet. Uh, I do know Matt Sells will be there. Um, always a favorite of both shows at the Legion, uh, anytime wrestling's at the Legion. If Matt Sells isn't there, it's not a real show. So, <laughs> to put that out there right now. Um, we do have an Elimination Warfare match set, um, that's going to be for a live wire title. Um, you know, Cruz hijacked a show, which, you know, I wasn't too thrilled with, so, I got the control back, and we're going to – if he wants to keep the belt, he's going to he's gonna have to work for it because uh, I can already tell you the first participant he he announced, Kayoshi would be in this match, of all people, um, after not wrestling for over a year. But um, I can go ahead and tell you my first hand-picked person for this match will be Big Game James.
0: Big game, James. Y'all heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Man, I definitely plan on being there. Hopefully, if I ain't there to be part of the show, I'll be buying my ticket, be at ringside. Man, I know I can't wait. January fourth, two thousand and twenty. Looking forward to seeing Big Game James. Looking forward to seeing Cruz and everybody as part of Live Wire. Man, two thousand and twenty. What's the one goal that you set for Live Wire? that you want to make out. I know you said 2021 in August, you were hoping to have a big, 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 big celebration show for Livewire, And I'm hoping to be part of that. But what do you see? What is the one goal you hope to accomplish
2: in 2020? Um, My, my main goal is more of a numbers goal. Um, before, you know, doing alter ego shows, filling station shows, sector, or, uh, wherever else I was, I always had a goal in mind before the show started was, You know, I want 40 people in the crowd. That was my goal number. Um, This year was the first time we broke 100. We did it twice. Um, I'm hoping to break 200 at some point this year, if not all six shows. That would be great. But, you know, the fall shows are always the worst. Um, You can't compete with college football down here, especially Georgia. (laughs) Um, they, they schedule all their big games the same week as us seems like, and even when it's not a big game, it's a big game for Georgia because, you know, Georgia versus Wofford state is a must see event, even though it's going to end 57 to three, (laughs) um, go figure. But, uh, our goal is a solid 200, at least once. And I feel like the momentum we have built. Card wise, the show has been getting better and better. Every time I ask myself, I don't, how in the hell am I going to beat this card? Because this card was amazing. And then we follow it up with a better card. And that's one of the things that's been bothering me because like I said, the fall shows have been kind of lackluster, but the cards have gotten so much better it's frustrating knowing that these cards are getting so much better and less people are seeing them. So I'm hoping we can kickstart January, March, May, July off with some really good shows. Keep the momentum. Um, hopefully there'll be videos up from this past show soon. And we'll show people, hey, this is a, a place you need to be. Um I know it's just an advertising gimmick, like, hey, this is a big show. You need to be here. If you don't, if you see any show, make it this one. It's the truth. These shows are really good. And it's not me just tooting my horn. It's everyone I talk to have said these shows are getting better and better. And I'm hoping we can hit that 200 mark this year. Well, next year.
0: Well, the two hundred to two hundred mark is one hell of a goal. We've got over three hundred and sixty-five days to make that thing happen. You do got the support of the Wrestling Shootout, and along with TNB Studios, Yep. Unless Chris Dickens tells me something different,
1: <laughs> Chris I ain't said anything different yet. So
0: just making sure, just making sure you do got our, you do got our support. We're going to advertise live for, we're going to advertise some flyers, we're going to put that fillers out there and we'll do what we can to get asses in the seats, you know. Um, like I said, man, I'm gonna be here January 4th. Looking forward to it. And guys, I I hope you I hope to have you back on the show. And I hope it's gonna take lesser time than 400 something days. My goal is for 2020 to shoot out is get you back on right before the big show. to Get more advertising. Let the let, let the wrestling fans know what to be expecting, what's going on, and let us know what the hell is going on backstage. You know, I mean, we got got some robberies going on. Some big big matches coming on in 2020. You know, that will take place at Livewire, and I can't wait to see it. Me, personally, I cannot wait to see it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in the wrestling competition out there. I'm waiting to see what is going to do and see if they're going to be able to bounce back. You know, they had a devastating blow. They did have a good show at the Oliver Hardy Festival, and we'll see what's going to happen with them in 2020. Vowel Pro is still kicking ass, Chris. Hey, congratulations on you and Caleb Stovall doing some good business with them. You know, I'm proud. Of you. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of what you guys have accomplished. And then, as far as WCW goes, they're doing pretty interesting things at the Millen Theater. It's definitely, definitely different down there. i I will say that it's, it's, a good atmosphere. It's a good little fans out there. It's just wrestling inside with theater. with was different for me, but different sometimes can be better than good. You know what I mean? But hey, I, I, before we go. There's one kid, Billy, I'm going to put in your ear, and I think he is got a lot of potential talent. He's got a good heart. Um... I'm talking about LA Smooth. I don't know if you heard of him before or not. LA Smooth and his partner Trip, very animated tag team. I, I, they're probably my favorite tag team in the CSRA. But LA Smooth, I got admit, man. I, I, I've seen him kind of, kind of coming in his own ways. His match is getting better and better and better. If you haven't seen him before, man, if you're scouting out for good talent, look out for him, man. I, I, I see potential in him. If you don't mind me, if you don't mind me saying so,
2: I've actually booked him. Um, oh, okay, good. Uh, ironically, he's the one you replaced in March because he didn't that show up real? until after 5.30. Yeah, Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, But I did God. book him and Tripp in a tag match in July. Um, ironically, that's one of the matches I haven't gone back and watched. Um, mm-hmm. I don't go back and watch a lot of the show um, unless I'm editing. And that's the first three or four matches on that card. I just haven't watched yet i don't know why um i'll get like that if i like catch glimpses of it live right right go back and see it so and obviously you know seeing it live and then watching on tape two different things but it's just one of those matches where i just i don't know but uh they were paired up with a guy named hayes they came mm -hmm. in they formed a faction uh and then trip deleted me from facebook so Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I've talked to Smooth once after that, and he asked me why I'm giving Hancock so much shit. And I explained to him the situation, and he's like, oh, I didn't know it was like that. And I was like, yeah, it's like that. And that's the last I've heard from him. Are you talking about Justin or Joshua? Justin. Yeah, Justin. Okay. Well, I got nothing against
0: Justin personally. It's just with last couple of months, He's just he just kind of doesn't question more things. That I just don't agree with, and I just kind of like, man, I'm not gonna waste. I'm not gonna waste my time with this guy. All right. It, I'm just not going to. He can he can offer me a million bucks a day, and you know, I wouldn't be at viscosity. I just I don't know. I, I I don't I don't expect to see anything with viscosity. I seriously doubt they'll get their first show started. Just my opinion. All right. Um, that would being sad, man. Thanks for being on the show. I uh, look forward to hearing from you again, man. Hey, have a great Thanksgiving. Have a great Merry Christmas. And, hey, I will be there January 4th, man. But definitely stay in touch. If you need me to do anything, let me know. I'm going to do everything in my power to make it happen. Again, I just want to apologize for everything that went down in 2019. And I just pray to God. 2020 would be better that's what i'm looking forward to i'm in the gym i'm training i feel good i feel better group therapy is going good for me appreciate my fans for sending me some good thumbs ups on that so you know that being said chris yeah yeah be chris all right man we're out ah. here dude i appreciate them i'm in the show here you have a happy holiday i appreciate sure. look forward to my thanksgiving episode i do plan on having some other heads like michael so oh, i'm sorry. I'm pissed off. It's past midnight. I haven't been to bed yet. Oh, crap. I just said butthead on the show, didn't I? You did. Okay, <laughs> cool. Hey, anyway, with that being said, I probably have some bigger buttheads and bigger assholes than Billy Johnson on the show. I've got Don Brooks coming on the show and representing UCW, and he's going to have to answer to me! Survivor paying Bill Blanchard. On why he did not book chris dickens at team money that is a million dollar you talk about trying to get 200 people in a building chris dickens versus team money we've gotten 500 people in a building might have been ants and roaches but hey breathing creatures would have been here Anyways, that being said, this is Survivor, Pain, and Rusty Shootout. We've had the honor of having Billy Chassel on the show. And we've had Chris Tickets on the show. And it's always an honor to have him on the show. That being said, y'all have a very, very blessed night. I'm Survivor, Pain, and Rusty Shootout. And Chris, is that for you, man?
1: That's good. Perfect. Thank you.